And a very good day. This is Pastor Mark Whelan with Touch of God. And today we're going to be ministering to the Lord in this program by acknowledging His goodness. We're going to be praising Him. We're going to be worshiping Him from our hearts. And it will not be in song. Songs are not the only way of ministering to the Lord. Songs are not the only way to praise and worship Him. We can praise and worship Him by our hearts and our speech and what we say. So welcome to the program today. And I have high expectations for the program today. And I know that the Lord is always here with us. Matthew chapter 18, verse 20, it says, For wherever two or three are gathered, drawn together as my followers, in into my name, there I am in the midst of them. So we know that there are at least two or three gathered here today with us on this program, and the Lord is in the midst of us. And this verse and other verses today, as usual, they will be from the Amplified Classic Edition of the Word of God. I truly believe in my heart of hearts that by the time this program ends today, you will have been healed of something you needed to be healed of. You will be delivered from something that you needed to be delivered of, no matter what it is. Whether you confess it to the Lord, whether you don't, His mercy and His loving kindness is immense. And where two or more are gathered, the Lord is in the midst of us. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty, a liberty from all things not of Him. You are getting free today of things that have bound you for too long, and 30 seconds is too long when the Lord has already paid for you to be healed. One second of pain is too long because the Lord has suffered greatly by His stripes you were healed. Pain is not to be suffered for a period of time before you get delivered. Pain is not to be suffered because the Lord already bore the pain if you are experiencing that today in your body. So by the time this program ends today, you will have been healed of something. You will have been delivered from something. Whether you know it or not, you will feel better. Whether it's in your soul, your mind, will, emotions, or your physical body, your body is going to be bombarded with good things. That is life, the Word of God. He is the way, the truth, and the life, remember Jesus said. And so open your heart to Him today. Allow Him to do a work in you. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20 to 22, it says, My son, attend to my words, consent and submit to my sayings. Let them not depart from your sight. Keep them in the center of your heart, for they are life to those who find them, healing and health to all their flesh. And other versions would say their bodies, which means your physical body. Who let the Lord's word not depart from your sight. Always have it in your heart. Always be thinking and contemplating. And if something happens in front of you, down the street, in your home, if there is a situation, the Holy Spirit will bring a truth to your remembrance for you to believe and to take hold of that truth in that moment or to speak that truth over the situation in front of you, over someone's health in Jesus' name. The Holy Spirit is able to bring to remembrance scriptures you have read and understood. 
The Holy Spirit cannot bring something to remembrance that you've never seen before. The Word of God is life to your physical body. It's life to your soul. So it would behoove us, it would make sense for us to keep in the Word of God because this is our daily manner. This is our life source. Jesus is our life source. Jesus is the Word of God. And today we're going to have a sense of worship and appreciation for the Lord in this half an hour. First Peter chapter 5, verse 6 to 7, and Peter writes, Therefore humble yourselves, demote, lower yourselves in your own estimation, under the mighty hand of God, that in due time he may exalt you. So here in verse 6, there is a an encouragement for us to have a posture of humility and humbleness. We are to demote, to lower ourselves in our own estimation. If we are to demote or lower something, that means that we probably were too high in our estimation of ourselves to begin with. So it's always important that if someone says, you're doing a fantastic job, you are a man of God, and you, the Lord is doing mighty works through you, or woman of God, the Lord is doing a mighty work through you, that you keep your humility, you give him the praise, but let it not turn into false humility. Acknowledge the Lord, he's the one without whom it would not be possible to do anything good. So we must demote and lower ourselves in our own estimation, under the mighty hand of God. So the mighty hand of God is over us, that in due time he may exalt you. Verse 7 says, Casting the whole of your care, all your anxieties, all your worries, all your concerns, once and for all, on him. For he cares for you affectionately and cares about you watchfully. Now, this verse, especially because it's in the Amplified Classic Edition, it's very descriptive. There's lots of pieces to it. This must not just be seen as, here, Lord, here's my problem, and then you walk on. You must see how much love the Lord has for you, how much he cares, and also the fact that he wants you to give him your concerns, your anxieties, once and for all which means he wants you to get to a point where you don't let anything bother you. So it is a good practice to learn about the nature of the Lord, to know his character. We've been talking about this for some time now, where if you were to know the Lord and his nature, his good character, his loving kindness, his long-suffering, all the fruits of the Spirit, the beautiful fruits that he is, then you would not be anxious for anything. You would not need to worry because you would know that because the Lord takes care of the lilies of the fields and the birds of the air, he knows about every sparrow that falls from a tree. How much more does your father love you? You're not going to be worried about anything because you find out that God has always been for you all the way along in your life and never against you. Only the devil is against you, and only those who are influenced by the demonic are against you because they're being influenced by Satan and darkness. 
And those individuals don't yet know the love of Christ. They haven't received Jesus as Lord. So other people may attack you verbally or physically. They may persecute you, but it's because this is the creation that's groaning, awaiting for the manifestations of the sons of men. That's the saints. That's us. We need to be manifesting in the goodness of the Lord, in the authority of the name of Jesus, speaking to situations, subduing the earth. If we knew our Heavenly Father, if we knew our Lord, we would not have to worry. We would not be anxious for anything because we would truly know that he is the best parent. He is the best father that ever existed and ever will. So it is easy, once you know your heavenly father, to be able to cast the whole of your care, all your anxieties, all your worries, all your concerns, once and for all on him. Once and for all. That means do it once. There should be no need to do it again. But once you've done it, never worry about that thing again. And if you happen to worry about something new in the future, immediately cast your cares upon him. The Lord is always willing to take your burdens upon himself because they should not be yours to carry. They're for him to carry. Now, we are to share one another's burdens In love, we are to grieve and mourn with others when they grieve and mourn through the loss of a loved one. We are to confess our sins to a brother and a sister for us to be healed. There is a share of burdens in that respect, but we are not to keep burdens on our own self and not cast them upon the Lord. That is what the Lord doesn't want you to do. So we see here that he cares for you affectionately. He doesn't just care about you. He cares for you with an affection. An affection is a deep love and care. And he cares for you watchfully, according to the Amplified Classic Edition translation of the end of verse 7. He watches over you. He's watchful. He really intimately watches you and cares about you deeply. We just have to accept that he does and thank him for that. No matter what your situation is in your daily life, you might be tempted to think that he doesn't care for you, but he does not cause the destructive types of events in your daily life that you might be walking through. But he certainly works all things together for good for those who love him and are called according to his purpose. So there is an enemy, the devil Satan, his demonic realm, that's always trying to attack The human race, especially the born-again Christians, especially the saints. But we have a vindicator. We have a heavenly father who has us in the palm of his hand, and he will not let us go. Psalm chapter 147, verse 3. It says, He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds, curing their pains and their sorrows. So today, would you allow him to come into your heart in the fullness of his love, his affection, and his power, and completely clean your heart of those things, and heal your heart, heal every fiber of your heart, and heal you of these wounds, whether they're emotional, or maybe they are physical in your body. 
Allow him because it is his good pleasure to give you his kingdom. And his kingdom is salvation, it's restoration, reconciliation, complete transformation from what we were to now who we are in Christ. And Jesus has paid with a lot of pain and suffering for us to not be in pain and suffering anymore. So let the Lord's stripes at the whipping post not be in vain, brothers and sisters. Let us use the suffering that he had for God's will in our lives, for us to be healed, because God does not want to see any suffering for his creation. Verse 4, he determines and counts the number of the stars. He calls them all by their names. If he has a name for every star out there in the universe, then how much more does he care about you and your name? No star has been created in his image, but you have been, and you are precious to him today. Verse 5. Great is our Lord, and of great power. His understanding is inexhaustible and boundless. Let's pause on this verse for just a minute. If the Lord's understanding is inexhaustible and boundless, which it is, this verse says it is, then no matter what situation you have got going on, no matter how much you believe you understand that situation that you're trying to fix or trying to resolve or trying to get out of, this is just you and I's own understanding And Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 and 6 tells us that we are to trust in the Lord with all of our heart, lean not to our own understanding, but in all our ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. So if this is the case, then the Lord's understanding is more supreme than our own. The Lord's understanding is inexhaustible. It is never ending. It is boundless according to this verse. But I would say that our understanding does have a point where it is exhaustible and it has its bounds. But the Lord's is limitless, inexhaustible and boundless. So let's declare and cast our cares upon the Lord so that he may use his inexhaustible and boundless understanding on that situation and trust him with that situation with all of our heart, no matter what it is in our life. God is good and his mercy endures forever. His loving kindness is indescribable with human vocabulary. Allow the Lord into your heart. Allow the Lord into your life, into every facet of your situation. And allow him in. Just fellowship with him. Seek him first and his righteousness, his kingdom. And all these things will be added unto you. So, These things that we concern ourselves with daily, they are nothing to the Lord. But it is a big deal to the Lord when we don't spend time with him because he is a jealous God and he loves us and he wants us in his space. He wants to be in our space, in that private room, Matthew chapter 6, verse 6, the secret place, because these things that we concern ourselves with, these cares and burdens, They are so immaterial to the Lord. Now, I'm not saying he doesn't care about your concerns. 
I'm just saying they are nothing to him to fix. They are easy for him to fix. And so we have to allow the Lord to fix them. We have to open our arms and let these things go, casting our cares upon him, First Peter said, so that we don't keep the cares and the burdens ourselves, because the Lord will not snatch something out of our hand. He will not snatch a problem out of our arms. With our own free will, give him those cares so that he can deal with them, and then we can free our minds and let our hearts not be troubled, the Lord says. And then when our hearts are not troubled, our hearts can easily focus on the love of the Lord and have fellowship with him and time with him and just minister to him about how good he is. He's so good to us, isn't he? He is so good to us. Verse 6, the Lord lifts up the humble and downtrodden. He casts the wicked down to the ground. So do not avenge those who trouble you. Do not retaliate against those who trouble you, who bear the sword against you, a word or physical. Let the Lord cast the wicked down to the ground. Don't try it yourself. It will just cause strife. Verse 7, sing to the Lord with thanksgiving. Sing praises with the harp or the lyre to our God. Remember the Lord said, I shall repay, saith the Lord. He will take care of the wicked. And he has the best way of taking care of the wicked. He is the judge. We are not to be the judge in that respect. We are to be thanksgiving to the Lord. We can thank him for everything he has done for us and everything he continues to do with every heartbeat of our day. He is there waiting to help, wanting to help, wanting for us to open our hearts to him and allow him in to our day. But he so deserves to be ministered to, to be honored, to be acknowledged, to be thankful to, to be praised, to be worshipped. Verse 8, who covers the heavens with clouds, who prepares rain for the earth, who makes grass to grow on the mountains. He gives to the beast his food, and to the young ravens that for which they cry. He delights not in the strength of the horse, nor does he take pleasure in the legs of a man. Now this means that while he loves his creation, that means his human beings and also his animals, he doesn't take delight in the strength of the horse, nor does he take pleasure in the legs of a man, but What he does take pleasure in, we're about to find out in this next verse. 11. The Lord takes pleasure in those who reverently and worshipfully fear him, in those who hope in his mercy and loving kindness. Praise the Lord, O Jerusalem. Praise your God, O Zion. So here we see in verse 11 that he takes pleasure in those who reverently and worshipfully fear him. That means he cares about our hearts. He cares about us, those who are made in his image. He takes pleasure in us, in those of us who decide to reverently and worshipfully fear him. That means not a fear as in trembling, but a fear of awe, an awe of the magnificence of the greatness of the Almighty God. Verse 13, 
for he has strengthened and made hard the bars of your gates, and he has blessed your children within you. He makes peace in your borders. He fills you with the finest of the wheat. He sends forth his commandment to the earth. His word runs very swiftly. That's when we can be confident that when we believe by faith in God's word and speak it over ourselves, over our families, over our situations, over other people that we may not know, that his word runs very swiftly. It does not return to him void, but it accomplishes whatsoever he pleases according to his good pleasure, because his word, according to Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12, is alive and active. It's always seeking to do the Lord's pleasure. So we have to speak God's word by faith. So we cannot speak it and then doubt that it will accomplish, because then that word is not being sent by faith. The word does not get sent, and nothing is produced by it. Psalm 103, verse 10 He has not dealt with us after our sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. This is a very big promise and a very big benefit of the Lord's loving kindness. He has not dealt with us after our sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. This means that God does not cause sickness or harm to you, regardless of what sins, what iniquities you have committed in your life. He has dealt with his son Jesus about the sins and the iniquities you and I have committed in our lives. He has dealt with his son. The sins of the human race are on the cross, nailed to his son, and the blood of Jesus is available to those who confess their sins. 1 John chapter 1 verse 9, confess their sins to the Lord. And if that happens, then the word of God says that he is faithful to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. But remember here that if you feel condemned that you have committed a wrong, let's say you have committed a sin and you feel really bad about it, you immediately confess that sin to the Lord. There is no time to waste. Immediately get back up off the ground and confidently and Thankfully, confess that sin to the Lord and say, Lord, I am sorry. Have that sorrowful repentance. Turn about 180 degrees and do not continue in that wrong direction. Turn towards the Lord and he will have pleasure that you turn towards him and no longer desire to do that thing. The Lord instantly forgives you. And remember, he has not dealt with us after our sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. A bad, destructive situation that you are going through in your life is not as a result of the Lord putting that on you. It is the result of either you are reaping what you sowed towards others, or it's just a all-out demonic attack against you. But remember that as you stay close to the Lord, as you seek Him, as you Run into the Lord as a high tower, Proverbs chapter 18, verse 10. If you receive Jesus as Lord and Savior, become born again. If you are saved, if you are truly born again, then the devil has no right to you. You are now the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You can run into the Father. He is a high tower. 
He is the Almighty God, and you are safe in His dwelling place. Confess your sins to Him. He will cleanse you of all unrighteousness in your conscience, and you will no longer have that guilt feeling. The enemy will still try to make you feel guilty, but once you know this truth, you will know that that's really not justified by the enemy doing that to you. You are not condemned. There is now no guilt nor condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, who walk according to the Spirit and not according to the flesh. Romans chapter 8, verse 1 and 2. So now you are in Christ, the enemy, the devil can try to convince you and persuade you that you are to be condemned, that you are worthy to be condemned. You may condemn yourself, but once you know the truth that Jesus has paid for those chains to be broken, then you must not continue in that thinking because it's not justified for you to think that way. And Jesus has paid preciously with his blood for you to know that you are a new creation and you are no longer supposed to be walking in that condemnation. Now, the Holy Spirit may convict us to improve our ways, to stop doing a bad habit, but there is a difference between conviction by the Holy Spirit and condemnation of the enemy or ourselves. So that is all the time we have for today. We're going to continue this next week. But I believe right now that you have been healed physically and emotionally of something that was bothering you. And we'd love to hear from you if that has been the case for you today. Please get in touch with us at the website tog.world, touchofgod.world, and leave a prayer request. From the front page of the site, let us know if you need prayer, and just let us know about the testimony that happened today in your life. We thank you today for listening. If you would like to call us, our number is country code 1-407-705-3151, and you can also partner with our ministry by going to the same website, tog.world, touchofgod.world, and then click on Giving. And until next week, you have a blessed week. Amen.